millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hell yeah. Hell to the It's hell yeah. Is that a slur? What? Hell yeah. Not slur. Is that like, is that like derogatory? Like, you know, you know how they YouTube get angry at you. Is this a Christian podcast? Yeah, I don't think so. It's not a Christian podcast. Christians are not welcome. (laughs) I'm kidding. This is a pagan podcast. Yeah. Yeah, dude, what the fuck was that? (laughs) That's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. No Christians allowed. I I, I edited the title, but no Christians allowed. Everyone loves Red. (laughs) Yeah. Vampire cults only. We're now yeah, a vampire cult, everyone. Yeah, we've we're in full support of vampires, and we feel like they should have the right to vote. I mean, that's fair as long as you're not, you know, killing people. Oh no, yeah, most of the time they're voting for like vampires to be in power, which will enslave the human race. But I still think, what? <laughs> like vampire fascism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I still think that you know, it's it's fine. I think. <laughs> I'm not seeing many many reasons, and for that reason, I think we should yeah. maybe go into the show. <laughs> if someone offered to turn you into a vampire, would you would you do it? Would you take them up on eternity? You you don't. Um, Your family has it too. Beth and Fox, little babu, little babu vampire. I don't think so. No, it's a bit too risky, man. I don't know what that means. You know, I don't. Such I mean, I don't know what comes swear, with. Dude. Such. I don't know. (laughs) It's not like will you come out to party on Saturday? It's like will you have will you and your family take vampirism or not? You know, it's such a risk. What happens to my pension? You know, (laughs) yeah. Where does my financial stability go? (laughs) I suppose your currency would be blood, though. You're just you're just not the same. The old deck would have been like, make me a vampire. Oh, anyway. Anyway, are we um? Oh. Are we are we jingling? Are we? We when we are jing. Yep. <laughs> yes, we're <are>. sick. <laughs> hi everyone, welcome to the ninety third episode of the Quick Resume Podcast. My name's Deck. That's Tim over there. Say hi, Tim. Hello. I didn't expect that to be hey. so quick. <laughs> I was <joking. laughs> I thought I'd switch it up this time. And um, we've got we've got a nice and lean episode for you today. It's nice and lean. I like it when I get to say that. It's a lean episode. Just you know? a couple of things, but it's yeah. two two things essentially. I want to talk about. You know, this nitty gritty stuff. But you know, fuck it. You know, we're we're the, we're in control of our own destiny. We get to chart our own path through the through the forest, and that's what we're going to do today. Mm. So it's essentially Redfall impressions, Redfall controversy about it not coming to PS5. Suddenly everyone cares. I thought everybody hated that game. Now yeah. everybody insists it should be coming to other consoles but hey that's fine come back around to that and um and obviously you know the cma uh, uk regulator saying that they don't feel that the deal the abk deal is going to be um substantially lessening competition anymore 
a big surprise of that. Um, well, I mean, it is a surprise, but you know, it's, a, it's a, that conclusion isn't the surprise. Anyway, so Tim, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Um, pretty, pretty decent week. Um, it, yeah, work's been pretty stable, pretty nice, not too busy. Uh, played a few games. Um, we, I basically, I've essentially finished Overwatch Battle Pass now. I'm like level like seventy five, and I've got yeah, you've done great. Of April, so got that down, sorted. Uh, I might try and see if I can wrap it up today with just like the dailies and maybe a weekly thrown in there and double XP, just wrap it up. Um, Wonderful. And apart from that, we played Midnight Suns. I did buy the season pass for that because I saw where it was sort of discount. Thank you for pointing that yeah, out. Yeah, I thought you might. Because yeah. I do want to play all those characters. So they've got Deadpool was the first one. Then it was Venom. Um, then it's just, they've just released Morbius. Um, and then they've got Storm coming as the final character, which I think will be next month. They've basically been doing them month by month. Um mm-hmm. So and they all look really cool and really fun. So and they come with their own little storylines and missions. So it's just it's just a bit fun. Um, I, I was eyeing up as well, you know. What I mean, I think you'll technically have it because I bought it on the store and it comes as like its own thing. So I think you'll have the season pass. I think maybe I, I'm. I, I usually just assume the season passes and stuff like that won't work as game share. I think there are some outliers, aren't there? But I just assume for the most part they're not going to work. Yeah, I mean, have, have a look, but um, but yeah, I'm still really enjoying that game. Um, I've just I was playing it quite a lot yesterday, and actually, I've, st- I've just unlocked another character to like add to the roster to play, and I'm like 40 nice. hours in, and I'm still unlocking is characters it, to play. Is it a spoiler? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a spoiler. I could okay. give a spoiler. It's not someone who's on the cover art. Let you know. Uh, no, I think they are on the cover art. Uh, okay, maybe it's not worth that. Because well, I, I don't want to be spoiled. But if it's if it's if yeah, I if it's I on the cover, I'll be spoiled. Because you know. you're like okay. the game. <laughs> the game very much is like it's one of those do you don't you like on a nice mm-hmm. edge. Like what do you do? And I don't know. There yeah. could be multiple paths. There could be a path that you take that leads not to you actually having that as a playable character. So I'll I'll stop. But um, it's a cool character, and I'm excited to use it. I'm refraining from using any uh, pronouns here. Um, uh, God, and yeah, so, so progressive. I'm still enjoying that. Uh, that's great fun. I actually started Resident Evil 2 this morning, um, which is very great. nice. Um, I'm uh, game just I've already got like five achievements on it, and yeah, it's good, man. It's it's like really like atmospheric. Um, and I picked Leon to play play through the first time with, and yeah, I've kind of always had that on my backlog, and I thought with with overwatch done and Mm -hmm. i'm not really playing much else outside of like midnight suns because like i mean valheim will hop on when the whole group gets on but that's not going to be consistent so Mm -hmm. i was just like i'm kind of actually only playing like one game and like releases a nice feeling yeah yeah it is actually and uh, releases start to only flood through around like May, June, July time. That's when we're going to really get swamped with the game. So I was thinking like, this is the perfect time to just chug through the Resident Evils. Um, and they're only like eight hours a piece. You know, they're actually quite short. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's that's been my uh, my week of gaming. What about you? It's wonderful. It's very diverse. Yeah. Um... I've yet been playing some Overwatch, been playing some Halo. 
Um, oh, there's like a new uh, fracture on Halo at the moment, isn't there? I was actually... The armor looks mm -hmm. pretty cool. I was actually looking to maybe see if I can blitz it. I heard it's like one that you can do by just playing as well. It's really easy. They're all like that now. They're all like that. Yeah, they have like um, uh, limited time modes, but they don't force you into that mode. Like, is the one at the moment is a free-for-all one, but they don't force you into it. It's just like play game. Oh, <laughs> Basically, okay. it's just like play game. Nice. Uh, actually, I, I had took a screenshot the other day and meant to put it on Twitter, but I had three challenges and they were all just different numbers of win win any pvp match oh, okay do you think they Challenge should system do is great now what overwatch has done recently which i really like where they're like do this do that play a game but wins double it like i think that was really cool i think that's a really cool idea. uh yes it's just be like play 10 games but wins count as two like yeah. that's i like, mean really there cool. are some there are some challenges which are like Win. You know, get three yeah. wins or something yeah but, but i see your point yeah just like the whole I do thing like that. just be like play or win is double like i think that's pretty yeah. cool because it's like it's it's and really you... easy to just sit there and play but then it's also incentivizes you to try and win as much as possible yeah you, you also do get bonus xp for like you know you get performance xp and i don't think you've seen it but you get bonus xp for like um if you're in the top 50 percent, if you win the match uh if you're mvp you get like a bonus 100 xp as well so what is that just if you have a really good game you can't uh yeah just about pass obviously yeah. um but you can get like an extra 300 on top of what you normally would if you have like a good game and are on the winning team you know so um mm. yeah i'm with you i i like i do like that sort of stuff i think it's always good especially for team games where you're incentivized to win rather than do extra specific thing x <laughs> yeah. you know yeah definitely yeah um so we're playing those two and out of absolutely nowhere i don't think i've spoken about it on the podcast maybe i have like when we first started or something but like i've been wanting to play gta 5 for ages um i had it on the 360 on disc and i played it for a bit i'd never played the gta before i don't know i wasn't thrilled about it but i but i like you know i saw the good reviews at the time and i, did, I don't think i got that far into the story maybe like five ten hours and just did a lot of pissing around mm. um but having since played red dead 2 when that came out, I was like, oh, Rockstar are very good at writing. <laughs> like, like really good. <laughs> like, yeah. not just for games, like, like in entertainment as a whole. Um, and I, you know, I really, really liked Red Dead 2. So I've been wanting to buy GTA 5 and go back for a while. And, you know, they announced the, uh, the remake last year or something. And I've, I always said this to Tim, like, they, they're so fucking stupid with how they... Uh, it's Take 2, isn't it, Rockstar? Yeah, how they... Mm. Um, do their deals and stuff because like you couldn't buy gta but like, whenever they did a deal it was like here's the super deluxe edition with 60 million shark cards you know and it's down 120 quid down to 100 and it's like uh, that's not what i'm uh, it's yeah. pointless <laughs> it's not a saving <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's 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 a saving but in reality it's a fucking upsell they're down yeah it's, um, that's right yeah it's an it's illusion bullshit. yeah so that's been going on for like eight years and I've never gotten the opportunity to to actually buy it. And it's like never in Game Pass, you know. I, I don't think it has been anyway. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't think so, no. Yeah, cause I, I know Red Dead 2 wasn't there for a little bit, so I don't know. Was it? Um, yeah, it was a while back. It was in there for a little bit. Um, and but and so the game was on sale for like down to like 12 pounds i think so i was like wow you know what i haven't bought a game on xbox in a long time i might just buy this so i just have it because uh, like you know it's probably not going to be game pass probably not going to go down this deep again at least for a while you know mm. and then man i had to go through the whole rope of dope of trying to figure out like where the fuck like what edition i'm buying it was yeah. so stupid um yeah 
like because what they've done is they've made gta online the, the launcher and they've made the story mode a dlc for that launcher man oh. i just okay it was so confusing yeah and I, I like i bought the edition but i already had a version of gta installed so when i booted it up it auto booted into the the old version and i was like this is a bit dated and then about half an hour and i was like i'm just gonna double check boot it up turned out i was on a the non-series x and s version mm-hmm. so i had to restart and i was like oh yeah this is it looks a lot better it was like proper like re- proper reflections good lighting and all of that you know all upscaled i was like yeah. oh this is a lot better um man it was just such a ridiculous process but anyway there now i've played about probably only three or four hours but um yeah no i've been enjoying that so far the 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 good writing is still there as expected um so yeah i'm just i'm just gonna sort of chip away at that i was just it's just something i was kind of feeling i just kind of wanted to play a bit of a story um moment um yeah i like gta 5 yeah it's uh it's pretty decent so yeah that's been me i think i think it's been everything um i suppose we can segue into the, the first kind of honorable mention the only other thing that i have sort of dipped my toes in this week um i have played a little bit of valheim but moving on um was the mighty doom which you hadn't heard of until i brought, mentioned it yesterday oh, i've heard never oh. heard of that no that's crazy okay i just double check before we go any further to am, am i definitely coming through this do i sound good yeah 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 you are yeah i mean tap it mate. okay sorry audio listeners yeah, I'm pretty sure you are. That's looking yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's like, uh, if you didn't know, it's like, um, you're like a chibi doom guy. It's like one, you know, you you just go through chambers. It's like top down. It's an auto shooter, so it just shoots uh, whoever, like based on proximity. But you control the movement, and you can, you can swap weapon. You have like abilities on cooldown. You know, like start with you have your rocket launcher that will fire out. Um. And it's kind of like a roguelite, you know, you go further and then you restart and then you invest points in upgrading your Doom Slayer or the weapon or buying perks for the weapon. And um, I was kind of impressed. I can't lie. Um, It was it was pretty instantly grabbing. I was like, "Mm, this is dangerous. This is like, you know, mobile game dangerous. Um, Yeah. So is it actually like it's roguelike in the sense that if you die or fail, you go back to defer, you go back to just square one, you got your standard rocket again and you build up again. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's and like you'll pick up these, you'll get the pickups which you know give you additional abilities. Like it'll make your bullets bounce between enemies, and then yeah. it'll make them fire out to the side. And you know, um, as you unlock more weapons and you get more abilities like that, they just stack and stack. So you know, good good roguelike stuff, just implemented well into the Doom setting, I think. Um, and it hit number one in the iOS store and the Play Store uh, earlier in the week, um, nice. which is pretty amazing considering it just came out. And I think as well, it shows kind of the um, the credit that Doom does still hold i know that sounds silly like you know doom being as big as it is but i feel like there's kind of a sense that it's not quite in the top echelon of shooters when it comes to oh, recognizability no, maybe, maybe not recognizability but uh engagement i don't know um mm. you know it's never up there with like i guess it's difficult it's never up there with like you know apex for example or call of duty yeah i know they're competitive shooters so i guess it depends on what criteria you're setting yeah. um because yeah. it probably is up there if you're going to see single-player shooters like Titanfall 2 would be up there. Um, probably some of one of the Modern Warfare campaigns, probably mm. Doom, yeah. Um, so Definitely. But yeah, it was good. Actually, maybe this is a good opportunity as well while we're on the topic of mobile for you to talk about Marvel Snap, right? If you've been playing it a little bit more. You mentioned it briefly last week, but... 
yeah, no, I have been playing it a bit more. Yeah, it's the sort of game I boot up quite like a few times a day still. Um, you know, because they got their daily challenges which go towards like a weekly thing, and you know, you get your you get your currency to spend and upgrade all your cards and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. So the way that you unlock cards is quite odd in that game. So you, you essentially you upgrade your car- existing cards to make mm-hmm. them like look cooler. So, like for example, I have like Rocket, Rocket, um, and he starts off just like a grey card. But I upgrade him, and he gets like a green frame, and I upgrade him again, and he becomes three D. Upgrade him again, and he becomes like animated and stuff like that. You know, you just make the card look cooler, and that in itself gives you points to like progress up this tree. It gives you mystery cards, and that's how you get them. Mm. And these mystery cards, they're just random, but they're random within pools. So you've got like pool one, which is level one to 200, pool two, 200 to 350, that sort of thing. And then there's like 200 cards in pool one, 200 in pool two. And when you get a mystery card, you can get any of those like 200 from pool one, you know, um, uh, okay, stuff like that. So everyone gets different cards at a different time, you know. You might not get Scarlet Witch where I got Scarlet Witch, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it is random. Um, in a sense, uh, I've just got to the second pool of cards, which is quite cool because there's some pretty pretty nifty ones in there that could make some quite unique decks. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just I'm having a good time with it. I've made like a discard, like destroy deck. Um, one of the main cards in there is like Carnage. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's just good, man. I'm still I'm still having a good time with it. And yeah, it's it's a perfect right. perfect little game to play, and it, it's perfect because the. The matches last no more than like three minutes. They're literally like two to three minutes. The the mm-hmm. matches, so it's perfect to just whip out like really quickly. Um, you know, it's not time consuming at all. Um, yeah, it's great. Still having a good time with it. We're mobile gamers now. <laughs> it's been a long yeah. time since I've enjoyed a mobile game. I, I have to admit, we've always said we're not mobile gamers. I I, I like really. I only played games on my phone when I was like in school and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is the first one for a while that I've enjoyed. First one since Hearthstone, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something to be said about the um, about being card games on mobile. It just it just kind of works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just like strategy games. Yeah, all kind of card games, like XCOMI games, like that sort of thing. But weirdly, I'm not a big fan of like RTS from like a Halo Wars, Age of Empires sort of standpoint but i like yeah i like a very specific type of like rts and strategy um if they do that then i'm a big fan mm. which is weird because you like i think arguably strategy games work better better on a touch screen right than a controller even um yeah <laughs> i would agree with that yeah yeah definitely um yeah all those sort of games like um well, maybe not Slate Spire and stuff like that, but yeah, card games and strategy games, yeah, they they work better when you don't have a load of buttons doing different things. You know, it's all on the screen. Yeah. You just tap, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I'm still having fun with it. Um, where that se- seems to wear off, I don't know. But and uh, again, yeah. I don't feel like I'm being forced or having my arm twisted in any way to actually buy anything as well, which is nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Which is highly surprising because. It, it being Marvel, they could have and Disney, you know, they could have very easily, you know, crammed it 
Um, yeah, I mean, they do. They are there. You can get, like, cool variants of your cards to make them look, like, way different. Like, different artwork for, like, Wolverine and stuff like that. And, you know, they yeah. do look really sick, a few of them. But, like, it's just completely optional and it's all cosmetic. You know, nothing really jumps you up ahead of the game in terms of, like, having a better deck or anything like that, which is not what Hearthstone does. Hearthstone, you fucking, you have to buy to get the current deck or the meta decks or the yeah. meta cards. Um, so, yeah, it's a nice change. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I guess um, kind of on the, while we're on the, uh, talking about Hearthstone a little bit, this is my failed attempt at doing a segue. Uh, Diablo 4 has an open open beta uh, yeah. this week, didn't it? Um, and neither of us have played it, to my knowledge. Um, I've got it there installed, but we've had this uh, this whole packed internal, yeah, like problem. You know, it's like a dilemma of playing a beta. And we all know this as gamers. We all know the feeling when you have play a beta and then it goes away and you have to figure out what to do with your life for the rest of, you know, the, for the two months until it comes out or whatever. And that's what I'm scared of. So I'm debating if I should even boot it up um, because, you know, obviously everyone, we're all hearing amazing things. We're big Diablo fans. Um, and the, the only thing that's pulling me to open it, Tim, is to get a sense for what class I want to play when the game comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, uh, it's. I think I know. We we discussed this the other night. I mean, you're essentially you're. You would always pick between like sorcerer and like necromancer. You were never going to go barbarian or rogue or anything like that. Let's be honest. I don't know. I was thinking about it as well, but like I quite like what they've done with barbarian in this game. That they've made it like you can have more than one weapon. I think I, I don't know how that works, but that's why I oh, read that build. you have like. You can like swap wep- between primary weapons, like on the on the go, okay. um, rather than just being like big meathead who is a bit of a tank. Like you, you you have more versatility because you carry multiple weapons, um, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. Also, heard they're um, kind of dumpy at the moment. I think they've already actually yeah. given them a buff in the beta. I think. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that they have a whole service model worked out for that game, or even already. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks amazing. Um, like, je- like looks amazing as well. Like graphically, that game looks yes. phenomenal for for like why this kind of style it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. so hyper detailed. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it it looks and it looks like it plays really smooth as well. Like just buttery smooth, and like the animations and effects on all like the moves and stuff like that. Like, I remember seeing one in particular from, like, the Barbarian, which is, like, that, like, fire, like, snake move. And uh, when someone used that, it just looks so, like, crispy and, like, fluid. The effects look good, yeah. so good. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, um, I'm really excited. I kind of really want to play it as well. But then it's, like, three months off from, like, this date. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Oh, God, my stomach. Sorry about that, if you heard that. I thought um, it was a motorbike. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a stomach. motorbike going past. Yeah, that was my stomach. <laughs> I've already eaten much today. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. So, uh, but yeah, no, it looks it looks excellent, um, and I really want to play it. And I think I will probably play Rogue when it comes out. I think, but I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, yeah, I'm 
in, in some of the the small stuff that I've seen, you know, and it's no different from what I'd seen, you know, what we saw even like a year ago, uh, or even at the showcase. I think the other four was at the showcase, wasn't it? Um, the Xbox showcase where they announced the release date. All the stuff there looks super impressive, and like again, like the, the whole with how it looks, kind of like graphically. Um, I'm kind of like, why does it look? It has. It does not need to look that good, but it does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's like. Yeah because of the camera angle like the bird's eye view kind of thing it's like it does not need to look this good but it does yeah Um, it looks insane yeah yeah uh and then you know you throw in kind of the the co-op and it's like kind of a a shared world a bit more of a shared world isn't it than diablo 3 ever was um i think it's going to be i mean they're different genres but i think it's going to be the first game that actually is going to give destiny a run for its money and in dethroning it as the the shared world de facto experience you know considering that Diablo 4 are probably going to do a similar model. They're going to have like big expansions with, you know, dungeons and raids, maybe even, you yeah. know, and you think yeah. about like kind of the possibility of all of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, and that's stuff. going to be huge and incredibly exciting. So yeah. on that note, though, I, have, I have heard that there, I think a few people have criticized them for the dungeons so far. Like, oh, really? I, think, I think people have said that quite a lot of them feel quite samey and they could change like the layout a lot and, and like, um, just make them a bit more randomly. Make the random generator like a bit, a bit better, a bit, a bit more diverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have heard that, and I think I think one of the developers or someone clapped back on Twitter and was just like, "No, like we feel like they're actually like quite good." I don't know. There was like a little bit of like controversy behind that. I don't know if it was just beefed up, <clears throat> like Twitter beef. But um, yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's quite funny, isn't it? I think there's a bit of a full circle thing here, especially thinking about the CMA. Uh, and, and I'm talking more more personally, you know, to to the audience. But like, we've always dabbled in. I don't. We've done more than dabble, but we've always kind of like been Blizzard fans. But it's only really it's coming to a head this year where there's like two or three different Blizzard games that we are going to be like mailing, which is quite you know we played a lot of overwatch back in the day we played a lot of hearthstone back in the day as well mm. we played a lot of diablo 3 right yeah um as well and like you know you, you think you think about how that all is all coming to a head with diablo 4 this year and it's like this is a really good time personally for for you know xbox to be acquiring blizzard <laughs> because yeah yeah definitely yeah there's so much this is a company that that we both have it actually quite a bit of a history with, and mm. I, I, all of that's kind of coming to a head with Diablo Four. Not not that it hasn't with Overwatch Two, but you know it's it's had its difficulties moving to a sequel, and you know we, yeah. we can go back and forth on why that's happened, whether it was the fuckery with Activision or whatever. But we still love Overwatch, and you know Overwatch Two, yeah. Um, yeah. But we like Blizzard games, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, turns we've, out we've, we've got yeah we've got a pretty decent history with them. You know, like you said, we've only played a handful, but we played them a lot. You know, like that's it. Um, like we've really sunk a lot of hours into into those um, Blizzard titles, and yeah, Diablo Four is just like looking like it's going to be the best iteration of that series. Um, Overwatch Two, yeah, some growing pains there, still great, like you said. Um, and uh, that new survival game they're working on is bound to be pretty phenomenal as well. Um, you know, I feel like that's, I feel like that's what makes me not like, like I, I enjoy the genre, but I feel like Grounded is the one 
game of that genre I've enjoyed for a long time. The the one I've enjoyed the most for quite a long time. And I think that's due to the polish it had. I feel like mm-hmm. Ark, I feel like Valheim, I feel like all these games just lack that polish. Um, that I feel like, weirdly, I guess I've just come to expect in my games a little bit now. I don't know if I'm just a bit more of a snob in, in terms of yeah. my games. Especially when this shit's reaching like you know 70 quid in terms of like money or like a monthly subscription of like 10 15 quid you know i want some polish to be by my games um and i feel like blizzard will deliver that with that survival game i feel like it's it's one that will probably hook me more than something like valheim so yeah 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 definitely i i know i think you're right it is it is like kind of a meme that the survival like a survival game is had in like the last five years maybe a bit longer has been like the indie devs genre of choice for yeah. some reason I, I don't know why i guess that, i think I, I, but i think that's kind of what makes the genre, the genre quite exciting as well there's, there's a lot of i think untapped potential there. there's a lot of games have kind of recycled the same ideas uh you know arguably grounded has been the first to kind of push it in a completely different direction um like thematically i guess in terms of the mechanics it's kind of the same but mm. you can tell a lot of thought has gone into the hook and the progression and the quality of life. Like so many survival games miss that quality of life. And, and I think that turns a lot of people off as well. Like mm. they start it and they like the idea of like, whoa, I can explore this world with my friends and, you know, I can beat up ladybugs or zombies or whatever the theme is. But then you get into the busy work of like, okay, that's fine. This is cool. I'm picking up all the wood and I'm contributing, but now I have to take this into my inventory, take it out of my inventory, yeah. put it into the chest, then take it out of the chest and put it into the crafting table and then take it out of the... Cra- and, and, and that wears on people. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when shit goes wrong and, like, your base gets destroyed, either by PvP or by, like, something else, then you just... You lose the will to go on because it was such a ball ache to get to that point and you're like, oh, fuck's sake, yeah. we need to do that again. We need to collect all that fucking wood again. We need to do all the chest transfer shit. We need to do all the janky ass building again. And I just stop playing the game when something like that happens. I'm just like, (laughs) I sunk like an enormous amount of time into building this base and getting it to where it was with my friends and everything like that. And I'm not going to lie, quite a lot of that probably wasn't that fun to me, but it was nice to get it to that point. And then when shit goes wrong, like that's what always turned me off Ark as well. Like people just fucking raided you while you're offline. And we're like, well, I guess <laughs> I'm not playing this game anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. But yeah, it's, it's stuff like yeah. that. It's the jank that just wears on you, like you said. Yeah, it wears you down. And I think that's what kind of what makes the, the idea of a bit of a tangent here, sorry, but I think it's kind of the idea of what makes this this new IP from Blizzard quite exciting that i don't think a big triple a dev has taken a proper swing at uh at the survival genre you know obsidian with grounded i know obsidian's a triple a dev yeah arguably but you know obviously we know it's a small team it was a passion project which has been going on for years and years and years now mm-hmm. um and yeah so no doubt that it's something that we're going to enjoy as well yeah and it's just you know coming full circle it's just it's just kind of funny because if you ask me like you know who are your favorite devs blizzard wouldn't even cross my mind for some reason until like this year I'm like, oh, actually, like with Diablo 4 on the horizon, the amount of Overwatch 2 I've played, like, yeah. Um, and, I, and I think in terms of hours played, they've got to be in like the top five. Like if I was just to categorize it by by dev, you know. Um, yeah. And I know Blizzard is five teams, but you, know, you understand the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Lovely. All right. It's time for Redfall, baby. We did yeah. it. 
You don't want to do the the active Blizz stuff while we've been talking about Blizz, or you want to do Redfall now? You're right. Let's do that. We're on the right. We're we're on the right frame of mind. Yeah, let's do it. Um. Okay. So we did it. <laughs> Again. That's it. <laughs> Moving on to Redfall. <laughs> <laughs> big w for the boys um so uh yeah kind of in a kind of unexpected turn i think uh the cma the uk regulators found that the abk acquisition will not hurt competition uh these are their provisional findings uh with i think the final decision being made at the end of april i want to say it was the 26th but for some reason i don't have the exact date on my notes not that important really um you know and i think this has been a big pendulum swing. The whole thing has been a bit of a roller coaster. Where there was a, there was a one point where it seemed like it's not going through, and then the EU kind of loosened up by the sounds of it. I think a couple of weeks ago, and now the CMA have definitively said, uh, you know, having reviewed everything, actually we kind of think this is going to be okay uh, provisionally. So unless there's something new that comes out in the next month. Um, mm. So uh, before we get into kind of the weeds, uh, what are the initial thoughts here, Tim? Um, yeah, fucking finally, I guess, is, is what comes, yeah, is what comes, finally. <laughs> comes to my mind immediately. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, Xbox have really made a a statement, I guess, leading up to this. I don't know if all of these deals that they've been making have been what's swaying this decision, you know, to that we're so freely wanting to share, you know. Call of Duty with the, all these other players and in, in in the business, and also cloud players as well. You know when the argument was brought up that Xbox would be too dominant in the cloud space and stuff like that. So I don't know if any of that has actually helped, um, or if this decision is just made based off previous facts. I, I I don't know if they're taking in like stuff that new into their decisions, if that makes sense. But um, yeah. The answer is yeah, like in short, um, and we can go over kind of the um, the bits and bobs around that in a couple of minutes. Okay, um, cool. So yeah, because I don't know like the nitty gritty of all this stuff. I'm not gonna lie; I don't sit at my desk and read this. Like, I would rather blow my brains out. Like, I'm happy to read like a headline that's like, oh, okay, yeah, like CMA are looking to approve it or it's doing this, but I, I don't read into the nitty gritty of like how. Yeah, it's all I do, and I do want to blow my brains out. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you're doing god's work man um, so yeah um, i guess i'll just let you sort of take take away go well yeah but before i before i did that i just wanted to um say when i um i messaged you about this uh, um about lunchtime earlier in the week i think it was on thursday or something mm. and i said i said it, i sent him a screenshot in all capitals uh you know from whoever it was one of the outlets tim it's happening 30 minutes pass. <laughs> all caps wait what <laughs> in in the same minute oh please god can it end <laughs> i just i just don't want it anymore mainly because i just don't want to talk about it as well like it, it's nice yeah. to get it under the belt and just be like yeah we have blizzard all this coming to games pass blah 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 and yeah what does that mean for the diablo release as well yeah. wink wink right i don't know um, exactly. Haven't pre-orders gone live for Diablo and stuff? So again, that's going to be have. quite messy. Even if it does move into Games Pass and by the end of April, it's going to get it's going to be quite messy. Um, what do you think they're going to yeah. do with that out of interest? <sighs> I think if they can, they will. I, I think if they can, they will. Um, 
But I think if they... <sighs> If it gets to the point where they have to start, where it becomes a logistical nightmare, they'll just leave it and add it in three months' time, you know, um, or they'll add some perk or something, you know. They'll 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 let the world know this is an Xbox IP now, motherfuckers, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, without instantly casting it into Game Pass. Um, but you know, maybe maybe there is a real sense of um, urgency because of Diablo, which, you know, you, I think you can kind of see the synergy there, right? You know, this kind of idea that Diablo could be huge for mobile and cloud. Like, I know I'd play Diablo on cloud. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I think I would as well. Yeah. A perfect game for it. You apart know, even give it some touch controls. Apart from potentially the issue with, I always find with those sort of games, it's like reading the fucking loot and like the effects okay. and stuff like yeah. that. I'd be like, oh, what does this, what does this sword do? Yeah. Like, Plus 6% what? <laughs> <laughs> So that that might be a bit iffy, but yeah, I mean the rest of it, just like strolling around, casually carrying out like a dungeon or doing like a world event or something like that, it just translates perfectly to just play on the go. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I like. So not only that, obviously, it's it's a huge game, huge history, a lot of recognizability and, and engagement, um, and it seems like it's, it's shaping up to be kind of the best one. You know, from what I've seen from the outside, it's kind of hitting, ticking all the boxes for all the right people in terms of Diablo 2's tone, but Diablo 3's systems, quality of life, um, et cetera, et cetera, which is, you know, exactly what everybody wants. Um, mm. So maybe there is some feeling that, you know, maybe we will actually just put this through, even if the deal only closes 10 days before... Um, 10 days before the release... Fuck it, we're gonna we're just gonna announce it right now. Mm. If you've got pre-orders, cancel them. <laughs> just sort of thing, you know. Um, obviously, you still want to buy it and get the uh, all those sorts of things. You can or still do just, it. Or maybe uh, they even, or maybe they'll even just be send everyone a message and be like, "Hey, we noticed you bought Diablo. Um, follow this link if you want a refund on it because it's been added to Game Pass due to the acquisition." Yeah, or they could probably just do it automatically on the back end. You know, everything's tied to an Xbox profile. They'll be able to see whether or not they have an active Game Pass subscription and when that subscription ends. So they can just be like, yeah, we've seen that you pre-ordered this. Your subscription is till September or whatever. So we've just gone ahead and refunded you. Play it with Game Pass, you know. Like, there won't be any user input sort of thing, you know. Um, Maybe they'll do it like that, um, which would be obviously the perfect world but no it'll probably be like yeah just just do that follow a link or something but yeah it'd be interesting to see what they do with it i think that's kind of my biggest question leading into this with it looking like it's going to sway more to xbox now um is exactly what's going to happen with diablo like hopefully they just bin the ps5 version (laughs) (laughs) okay Obviously, I, I, love, I love how you just threaded that into the sentence yeah. like like there's nothing even wrong with it. Yeah, <laughs> imagine yeah, right. like on the day it's like an Xbox own actually the fucking gavel yeah. like goes down and first yeah. like, we're scrapping the PS5 version. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like when uh, the, it's like when the president or like you know prime minister does like a, a national announcement and Phil Spencer's like he's oh, he just cuts to him and you just see the top of his head like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no here's why version yeah. it's gone <laughs> in the stream <laughs> just goes mad with power yeah. um yeah so, so i mean mate so, so and this is the flip side of it right so there, there are lots of very interesting angles to this so the first angle being you may remember um the general manager 
of Diablo 4, I think he's like lead designer. No, maybe lead director now. Is Rod Ferguson. Oh, you re- recognize that name? Rod Ferguson used to be the lead in Gears of War, and he was the lead in Gears of War for like 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he left like two years ago. Uh, he, he's a known big Diablo fan, so it's, you know, I'm sure it's a, a dream job for him. But like, you can't help but think Phil's still got his number, you know? Uh, so that's the first angle. <clears throat> the second angle is that they actually did put about a pound official tweet um, uh, maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, from, from Rod himself saying, we've been getting some questions about Diablo 4 on Game Pass and I want to let you know that we have no plans for that. Yes. So, but they're gonna say this isn't the first. Yes, right. This isn't the first time that we've seen a big game actively deny it because they get the sense in their data that people are holding back, um, waiting for a Game Pass announcement. So it wouldn't also surprise me if some Activision suit was like, "Look, can you get on Twitter and just tell everyone it's not happening? It doesn't matter if it is. I'm not just saying no." So that you know, so that people place pre-orders and the shareholders are happy because I can't upset the shareholders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hell will freeze over. It's true. Um, so it, it's a really hard call. Um, because, it, like you said, like at the same time, like if I buy it and then they do just, and then the deal goes through like a week later and then they arbitrarily wait, you know, a month until they get it on Game Pass. Yeah, I guess, do you know what? Maybe, yeah, right. And do you know what? Maybe might be. It might be important to actually have a look at like when the Bethesda deal closed and when all of their games went onto Game Pass. I, I like I don't I know the gap. Pretty, I think it was pretty quick. I, I thought like, it was as well, but did I they not? Did like, they wait for the showcase? I don't think so. I think it was like pretty much instantaneous. Like they would say, it's all come, you know, um, because there weren't any new games being developed or anything new that was released at the time. So they were literally just like every Bethesda game was just. She's here now. I think. Um, I'm just gonna figure this out. Keep going. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely an interesting one. I think, like, I think we, we've touched on this topic in a, in a previous episode as well. Um, where I th- I feel like if they're gonna do that, they kind of have to commit it to like a year before it comes on Games Pass, right? Because then at that point, I'm not really gonna be too salty. I'm just gonna be like, you know. Sure, Diablo 4 is now on Games Pass. And yes, I spent £70 on it, but I've also been playing it for the past year, so it's not really a big deal. You know, that £70 is worth it to get a year's playtime ahead of it becoming on Games Pass. But yeah, if it was like a month or two, I'd just be like, that's really shitty. Or like, I'd try and get a refund, if I'm honest. I'd probably contact them and just be like, as a consumer, I didn't know this was going to happen. I want my £70 back. I think this is kind of a bit absurd um you know especially with like other games coming out and stuff like that that's kind of the thing like there's other stuff to play so like what's going through my head is do we wait it it depends how juicy the pre-order bonuses are i guess i mean pre-order bonuses have never been (laughs) they've never really got me to be honest i never really um i'm not i don't really give a shit that um link has an alternate costume if i pre-order tears of the kingdom like i don't care um yeah yeah. so i'm pretty happy to sort of wait and just see what's going to happen and then just buy it 70 quid from the store after it's released if i need to you know um hi timmer for sure timmer says the zenimax deal closed in march 2021 he's so fucking good isn't he He said that before he said hi (laughs) he said hi afterwards (laughs) 
Deal okay, so let me let me beat him to the punch before he before he gets the date before he actually gets the dates in. Oh, so God. the deal the, the deal closed on the 9th of March, yes. um, 2021. Uh, then the games were announced to be coming the next day on 11th of on the 11th of March. So that they came out. Yeah, so it was like instantaneous. Yeah. yeah, it was like instantaneous. So that kind of makes me think. Well, it's gonna happen. Of course, they just they didn't find themselves in the same position that Diablo's in with yeah, something a releasing massive blockbuster just a, f- a couple of months from release. Yes, yeah, like it's a yeah. completely different scenario. Um, I think they just gotta they've just gotta accept the timing's a bit off, and I think they just put it on Games Pass a year later. Um, I think that's probably what they gotta do, um, especially as Xbox are very much in the market of currently we're for the gamers all this sort of stuff i feel like it's just it's a bit sort of it's a bit clunky the the time frame just doesn't add up i feel like they've just got to do it as as a pre-order thing um so hang on so so you do you think it's preferable for them to just hold out for a year rather than to do like an upgrade to like figure out some logistic upgrade scheme i don't know like a week later i mean it is better it's better if they I guess it is better if they give it to us, but what I mean is it's ju- it's just going to create so much confusion, uh, both on their end and the consumer end, and I feel like that could result in a lot of back from the community. Weirdly enough, even though they're adding it to Games Pass, um, I-, I I don't know. It- it's a- it's a really hard one to call, um, but yeah. So here's here's another angle as well. Um, Because I know a lot of people are going to be out there like, why don't you, why do you care so much? Why don't you just buy the game? You know, this whole thing about Xbox players not not buying games. Um, Games are expensive now, dude. Like, so, you know, (laughs) I'm just looking after my wallet. Secondly, we can't, as it stands right now, we can't play games on cloud unless they're in Game Pass. Thirdly, the Xbox showcase is on June the 11th, which is five days after the launch of Diablo. There's so many. There's like it's like a singularity, you know. There's so many different factors swirling around um, yeah. in in orbit here. Uh, maybe maybe they just surprise announce it during the showcase five days maybe later. Oh, or maybe they say. You know, we haven't been able to get it in game. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't say that, but the implication is that they couldn't get into Game Pass that quickly oh but you can now play your whole library on cloud you know like we promised well, i think they've said that they they're gunning for that uh, so you can still play your bought version of diablo on the go using using our midnight using, uh, on the go about two so yeah it's a it's a it's a interesting little bean interesting little bean yeah that's for sure um but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the sort of crux of this story is it's swinging pretty heavily. I mean, it's basically, it's, it's essentially going to go through, right? You know, off, off the back of this announcement. Probably. I don't see how it couldn't yeah. now. Um... So, like, you can essentially pop your champagne corks. You can, mm-hmm. you know, we're pretty much at that finish line. Um, so it's exciting. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot that comes with it. It's not just Blizzard. Obviously, we're we're excited about the Blizzard aspect of it most, but you know, there's a lot that comes with this with with Call of Duty and stuff like that. And you know, all this stuff just you know just benefits Xbox as 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 a whole. You know, as a company, you know, they'll be able to put more money into other areas. You know, with with all this extra Call of Duty monies. You know, and uh, God forbid, you know, PlayStation might need to make a Killzone Five. 
<laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oof. They might need to make it good um, as well. Yeah. Oh no, Killzone um, 4? Killzone... I can't remember what the last Killzone was. I think it was... Uh, uh, nobody, nobody remembers. <laughs> Joking. Um... Yeah, so I, the, the, we were going to come around to this and we went on a bit of a tangent, but like the, the reason for this, and I won't bore you to death with it, but you know, maybe listeners are kind of interested if, if you're not aware already. Uh, but essentially, the CMA said, felt that they received a significant amount of new evidence in response to uh, their to its original provisional findings. Having considered this new evidence carefully, together with the wide range of information gathered from those provisional findings were issued, the CMA Inquiry Group has updated its provisional findings and reached the provisional conclusion that, overall, the transaction will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in relation to console gaming in the UK. The most significant new evidence provided to the CMA relates to Microsoft's financial incentives to make Activision games, including Call of Duty, exclusive to its own consoles. While the CMA's original analysis indicated that this, this strategy would be profitable under most scenarios, new data... New, new data. data? New data which provides better insight into the actual purchasing behavior of COD gamers, indicates that the strategy would be significantly loss-making under any plausible scenario. On this basis, the updated analysis now shows that it would not be commercially beneficial for Microsoft to make COD exclusive to Xbox following the deal. Yeah. Who, fucking, who fucking knew? Yeah. Um, but the Microsoft will instead still have the incentive to continue making the game available on PlayStation. Yeah. And they could release a really buggy version <laughs> if they wanted to. Yeah. I... I'm, I had that was isn't that ridiculous? Isn't it? So there, there was this <coughs> there was this whole thing like last week about um uh the CMA getting some of their calculations wrong. Um and Xbox sent them more documents. Hang on a minute, you fucked this up. I, I think we spoke about it. There was something like, oh, we found that 15% of gamers would migrate over to Xbox if uh there was any foreclosure. Mm. And Xbox were like, I don't know, that sounds like way too much. We think it would only be a two or three percent. Um and I think the CMA factored that in and essentially figured out that people are more loyal to their console. And that's the that's the purchasing behavior they're now analyzing that actually people will always tend to stick to their own console as their primary console as well. Yeah. You know, people might buy an Xbox in addition, but for the most part, they're not going to start buying all their games there. Um yeah for lots of reasons and so yeah so but it's just kind of funny that it's taken this long to come to that conclusion i mean a week ago told you that week one and we're dumb as fuck so you know yeah exactly you know there's there's lots of stuff i love on playstation but you know I'm, i remain loyal to to xbox you know and i always will um it's my primary console and i'm sure it's the same with with a, with a lot of playstation users just because call of duty is out marketed or got a different label or something like that you know some blizzard games might become exclusive diablo all that sort of stuff well not exclusive sorry but like you can get them with subscription that sort of thing you know people are mm -hmm. still like you know playstation is the home of you know spider-man marvel games wolverine moving forward god of war horizon you know um final fantasy you know all of these great ips that come only with that platform they're not just gonna ditch just because call of duty fucking moves they're not gonna ditch that exactly as a primary console uh, it's insane yeah which seemed to be kind of what the cma were getting wrong they kind of got the sense that if cod was exclusive which it won't be that everybody would might like sell their PS5 and just go to Xbox. Um yeah. because Call of Duty is the primary thing they play. But you know, there's a lot more than that. There's friends, there's ecosystem, there's trophies, you know, there's a lot of things that tie yeah, you to people your... don't throw that away. Yeah. Yeah. 
and playstation um, do that like <clears throat> trophies and like reward <clears throat> system better than xbox um, yeah yeah 100 it's it's so cool like they're like they're like trophies and then once you get all the trophies you get like the platinum trophy like that's such a cool that's idea. the only thing i prefer yeah, to be fair like i like cool that you idea. get something where yeah. xbox you just you can like dive into like eight different sub menus and then see that someone's 100 percent in a game yeah like, wow. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yeah that's it yeah it'd be great I, they, they need something to signify that someone's got 100 percent for sure i don't know how we're still having this conversation like I, we spoke about this years ago uh like yeah that I, stuff means yeah. like a lot like i i think i'd go out of my way to to try and 100 percent a game if it meant like i get like a cool like stamp on my profile or like there's like a counter yeah. It's literally like like right like on the face of my profile, there's like a counter that's just like, you know, games like a hundred percent of games. Perfected games, yeah. yeah or something like, like people that, click yeah. on it and they're like, Oh, it's perfected Midnight Suns, you know, like Yeah. Well fucking I think loser, who the fuck does that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would uh, I think it would definitely push me over the edge in some of those games where usually on like a normal playthrough I get like eighty or ninety percent through. I can't yeah. be like, Oh, I might just push for that extra ten, twenty percent because um you know i can yeah it's like yeah you got bragging rights so you did it on elden ring but fuck me if i have to dive deep into the depths of your profile to figure out you've actually 100 percent in elden ring it's insane like and it's such a small yeah. thing as well and it goes a long way like yeah agreed agreed well it, i mean it does it does seem that they are on the back end having a lot of conversations about the the ui and the dashboard and everything like there is some stuff going on um and i yeah. got that new search bar recently have you has it popped up for you like when you press y on the dashboard it's like a i don't know if it board. has haven't noticed it's... it it's a fucking search bar <laughs> then probably not i know it sounds so stupid but it's I like it was quite good i don't need to talk more about it but it was it was it's quite good anyway like the, the point is that there's dashboard stuff going on and then you know ui stuff going on so hopefully it's in the um in the pipe yeah let's pipe. do it let's talk about redfall now i want to talk about hang on hang on we're not there yet oh, we're really close we're oh. really close uh timma says redfall in all caps he doesn't i was gonna say <laughs> i can't see that <laughs> um so um what was there? There was like one interesting thing I wanted to touch on. Is this bit? Oh, so that's right. So, so the final in one of the things that they said in these in the final documents uh, or the provisional documents, rather, is that um, they said that the partial their their take on on how partial foreclosure is going to affect competition falls short of total foreclosure. So essentially. Uh, you know untangle the legal speak it's they don't feel like any timed exclusivity is going to have the same impact as total exclusivity which is like yeah duh but yeah. um it kind of sounds like they've loosened up on the idea of cod being able to make some stuff exclusive you know i mean we'll see how it all shakes out in the end but in the same way that playstation is doing it seems like cmnl saying uh, i mean yeah it would be impactful but if you can make it and because bear in mind the stuff that they've just said here is based on the idea that xbox are going to make it exclusive mm. which yeah. xbox don't want to because they don't have an incentive to because it would make them a lot less money but they're saying that any timed exclusivity on any element of the game uh is also not going to then so mm. just thought that was kind of interesting how much of a backpedal that is like so playstation must be i mean if i was a playstation shareholder i would be 
making some phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can you can argue that timed exclusivity done aggressively enough is essentially full exclusivity <laughs> when you look at like Final Fantasy and stuff like that, right? Yes, um, I mean I'd agree, uh, but that's not what they've reviewed here, unfortunately. I would love to see regulators break that down, though. That would be yeah. really interesting. Because like I essentially just see Final Fantasy as a full exclusive, like uh, it, it just is. Uh, it's it's not timed exclusivity at this point. <laughs> yeah, we will never have yeah. seven remake. <laughs> Luckily, I, I think it will come one day. I do, I do believe that. Um, but I think it's it's hurt the sales of it. Like it's hurt the impact of it so much that most people won't care. Like, it, and to that point, you know, on like the the curve of the data, it's like this is no longer about you optimizing profits from one player base and then double dipping on the second player base. It's it, like it doesn't it, it's to the point of principle where it's like it's not even about profits anymore because the, the double dip you're going to get from xbox is going to be so small because most people just really will not give a shit yeah um and that, that's my problem <laughs> with it basically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and maybe uh when, we're, when they're talking about this kind of new data stuff it might have been i don't wait mean, i don't we haven't heard anything about it yet but do you remember a couple of weeks back they were like you're going to need to show us the last four years worth of exclusivity deals you made yeah playstation you need to show us that, that i wonder if this out? is that or if we're yet to see that yeah i don't know i wonder if well, that'll be made public be interesting that's right yeah i don't know either but maybe there was some backdoor stuff where they were like you've you've done what yeah <laughs> yeah and then they're just like you know what we're just gonna let this one slide. Yeah, this is. But we, we can't. Yeah, we won't tell you about the shit you were doing under the table. Well, you know. Yeah. Keep that between us. You killed who? Yeah. Phil Spencer's crazy. Like, I've had many assassination attempts on me. I didn't want to bring this up, yeah. but so yeah. many people have tried to kill me. From yeah, and they're all wearing blue PlayStation hats. It's weird. Yeah. It's really, really weird. <laughs> all right we did everyone congratulations we made it you know i i think the the amount of podcasts that are going to talk about this it, you know it's numbered really you know and then at one day we'll be booting up the podcast and we'll say blizzard's announced a new game and that'll just be part of the show we won't have to say any sort of yeah. pretext around uh, any legal talk or, you know it'll just be or there'll be the whole there's a new of, xbox game coming um... up if the game doesn't do well now blizzard is under that's true xbox is or xbox well. ruining yeah. blizzard yeah yep. exactly yeah that's a classic <laughs> that will never go away. that is such classic no 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 that's that's baked into our bones <laughs> yeah. our dna um oh actually it's quite funny i, I guess it's, it's worth just getting this out of the way very very quickly there was um a senate finance he- uh, hearing over in america and they were talking about like you know uh, basically u.s competition u.s corporate competition in japan um and one of the um senators said quote i'm told that sony controls a monopoly of 98 percent of the high-end game market yet japan's government has allowed sony to engage in blatant anti-competitive conduct through exclusive deals and payments to game publishers <laughs> it's a bad time for that to be coming out of that oh skeleton to be coming out of the closet <laughs> i knew god of war wasn't a 9 10 out of 10 fucking yeah, knew it yeah fuck <laughs> uh yeah just a bit funny obviously they haven't included the switch in this 
thing they've called it the high-end game market because apparently the financial and legal world has now decided that these are different things i guess maybe because of this activision blizzard case i don't know even though switch is like fucking miles ahead of both of them yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) makes no fucking sense yeah so big yikes from me there okay uh and joe i was thinking as well when um when this is all over i think our podcast will probably be shorter because we won't have to have this sort of 20 our podcast will be over yeah what's the point anymore just quit (laughs) you don't have to do it anymore (laughs) yeah yeah uh, all right, Tim, I've got some B-roll footage for you to play if you want to just like keep it on, on replay so the, mm-hmm. at the top and it's got a hyperlink for you there. Mm-hmm. I even put it in green. There's even like a green little dot for you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your colour, is it? green. i I've got it. Do you prefer purple nowadays or do you still, like, do you still prefer green? What? Oh, no, green's prefer... still my favourite colour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, All right. Fine, well, speaking of green, um, that's the color of the impressions that have been given to Redfall. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's why he's the king. That's why I'm the fucking king, guys. <laughs> Bring me your bread. I will decide what happens with it. <laughs> so... I'm going to quote a couple of things that have come from the impressions. There were like, I don't have a firm number and I don't think Bethesda or Arcane have given a firm number of how many outlets came. But, you know, this was like a month ago where people went down to, to play the game for a, a, for 90 minutes, by the sounds of it. Um, and it, it, from what I've seen, there seems to have been like 30, maybe more, maybe 40 outlets. Um, and just to grab some quotes, courtesy of Clobril, who's done a nice little summary on, in it, on his Twitter. The minute-to-minute gunplay is phenomenal. At its core are design ideas that have enabled memorable exploration and narrative. Redfall is shaping up to be the studio's strongest shooter to date. A compelling mix of Dishonored, Borderlands, and Buffy. Wow, dude. How much do you pay to get to say that? Thank God, eh? All right. Thank God money can buy you this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Um, and you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real with all of you here. Um, there were a couple of negative impressions. I would say two, yeah. and maybe one or two mixed. You know, felt a bit lukewarm. Mm-hmm. But I would say ninety five percent of these impressions are not just positive, but very positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've had a couple VGC in particular, like I think Clobberall hasn't included some of the ones that have stuck out in my head, but VGC said Redfall is shaping up to be an utterly engrossing single player experience. You know, that's not even included in co-op. None of these guys in the, who did the impressions got to play co-op. They all were forced to play single player. Yes. Uh, God is a geek said it's a serious game of the year contender, which, you know, I've very conveniently taken and put in a thumbnail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you would. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> So you you talk to me, Tim. How this is? How are we feeling about these impressions going live? How how you're feeling about the impressions? And also, if you've seen any any reactions on the internet to these impressions, like, yeah, a, um, a yeah. So I mean, my first, the first thing I said to you, weirdly enough, was uh, when these <laughs> reviews came out, they were positive. I weirdly felt 
like there was like a weight lifted off my shoulders and i i, think I even messaged <laughs> you and i was like you'd think i like work for arcane or something but like i don't you know i just up. i just feel like there's it's just nice to see and i think it's because one you know i know that arcane are a very talented developer they get dealt a shorthand quite a lot in terms of their sales and stuff like that so again who knows how much this is going to impact us millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, this game still might be a pretty lukewarm sort of reception. Although it dropping into Games Pass, I think it's going to be probably their highest number game ever. Like I, I, sure. I think there's there's no doubt that it's going it's going to do that. Um, but yeah, man, I was just overly just very happy just to see it receive very well because this is the sort of game that personally, um, from our perspectives, it's just got us written all over it. It's just, it's the type of game we like to play. Um, you know, it, it sort of blends that sort of co-op shooter, sort of quite fun open world sort of stuff together. Which is exactly what we like to play, you know. When we hop, when I hop on my Xbox, ninety ninety percent of the time I'm playing with friends. I'm I'm not playing solo, um. So it's just it's nice to see a game that's a game like this be received well, um. And I think it was it was very bold of them to introduce this game and people's first like proper hands on with it with just a single player. I think that was quite quite actually quite a bold move of them um and i think a lot of the reviews even though they were glowing they did say i i did see a few of them say that it was lacking that something which they did confidently say that something will be filled with that extra player um you know i still think this game isn't beat for beat a single player game and you shouldn't take it like that um so but it was it was very yeah, it was very confident of them to introduce it first as a single player game. Um yeah. and and it worked out for them. You know, it's it's glowingly positive and I feel like the game's only going to get more positive when people play it with friends and figure out and combine all these skills together and play styles together and stuff like that. Um yeah. Really really happy for it. Yeah. And it, it was definitely funny. We definitely had some funny conversations about it. Um, because, yeah, like you say, you know, Arcane are a bit of an underdog in a weird way. You know, we, on the fucking gaming podcast world, yeah, of course, we're all familiar with what they are. But, yeah. like, as soon as you start getting outside of that, they, from the outside, they just kind of look like clunky shooters. You know, you see them in a video and you're like, this kind of looks like Borderlands, but worse. Or, like, you know, it looks like Destiny, but, like, just right, a bit blood. generic. Well, but for blood in it, yeah. So, you know, you kind of, there's a bit of an underdog effect there, I think. Um, and also, like, there's a bit of a, 
there's a bit yeah there's just a bit of validation because you know, we, we've said all the way through i you know uh, I, I always say you know like okay games never look good they never look good <laughs> they just don't um unless you unless you kind of have a sense for what they are but even i think there were a lot of people coming away in their impressions who were saying they had a good time but the words they wrote didn't really convey i think what what the games are about i, I don't know like but i think part of it is understandable because i i do think this is actually a bit more of a unique game than maybe even we're giving it credit for in the sense that mm. even when we were trying to discuss it we were like oh like you know the the loot systems and what that's like and you know i saw uh, depending on whose youtube channel you go on some of the comments uh are mostly positive now but there's definitely some trepidation still with like oh is there it doesn't look like there's much of an end game yeah this isn't this isn't an endless looter, like which is that, what, do you I, know what I mean. So I, funnily enough, yeah, well. right. And, yeah. and I, I think that's totally fair. I think that's a totally fair interpretation of what you're seeing here because it, it's mashing together elements in a few ways. And I think one of the biggest things that that makes me confident that this is going to do pretty well critically is that almost everyone came away like, oh, this still feels like an arcade game. Yeah, yeah. And that means it still has kind of that immersive simminess. It has that systemic kind of. Um, uh like synergy of of tools and equipment and environment and ai etc and that's its primary thing okay there's a loop there to kind of push you along and like in, in you know encourage you to explore the open world in a way that dishonor didn't have to do because it's not necessarily it's not really an open world um hmm. yeah okay there's co-op in a way that maybe these other ones aren't so I, yeah it, it feels quite validating for a lot of people to come away and be like you no, know, this feels pretty good actually, and also for the gunplay, right? A lot of people were like, "The gunplay is a big step up." Most people were. There were some people who were a bit less enthused, and I noticed that those people were mostly PC gamers who maybe yeah. aren't used to playing on controller. But most people came away like the gunplay feels really good. And I think was it VGC whose quote have I taken here? Somebody said, "Oh, I think that I know what it feels comparable to uh, it feels comparable to Destiny 2. Yeah, and you going to use that one? Yeah. No, yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it it looks good, man. Um, it, it it looks like Deathloop. Um, you know, maybe even a little bit better. Um, you know, it 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 looks like quite fun to play. I mean, this gameplay doesn't do it justice. You know, it's your classic fucking E three sort of trailer. You know, people are like hit firing and it's jank. I, I I don't know why they don't get more skilled gamers to play this. Like, like there's there's a lot of like miss shots and stuff like that and uh, he looks weirdly clunky with his sensitivity but yeah you know i'm pretty confident this is going to be as good as Deathloop, if not a little bit better um and that's that's a pretty nice feeling shooter um and yeah to compare it to something like destiny is is pretty wild to me because like if there's one thing destiny has it's that satisfying gameplay like minute to minute gameplay and the shooting just feels pretty phenomenal um mm-hmm. so yeah to see it compared to that is yeah it's very exciting definitely yeah yeah and i like you know obviously that's coming from the input from uh machine games and, and, and id not that they have they're always involved with our games to a degree like i think they've said with every game that they've helped out but you know i guess every time they make a new game it kind of gets added and added and it feels like it's mm-hmm. maybe reached that place now where it's um especially being maybe a bit more action orientated uh yeah. it, the, the difference is felt um but at the same time I, I do think this is just kind of that thing of like i still think a lot of people are going to especially now that it's going to be more accessible than ever on game pass a lot of people are going to go into this 
and just be dead confused because I do a lot of these types of games are kind of creeping around and looking for a lockpick, looking for what's in this room. Well, there's like, you know, a knife in the table. There's a corpse, you know, it's kind of that environmental storytelling and, oh, there's a safe actually in the other room, but there's a vampire creeping through the house. So we need to kind of figure out how to navigate. So a lot, I feel like a lot of, this isn't like Borderlands where you're just running from gun engagement yeah, to gun engagement or a doom heads. shooter. Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Why is this so boring and slow?" And it's like it's just not that kind of game. And that's not for you, and that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I did get the sense that some of these previews, even though they had a good time, did feel that way. Who maybe weren't familiar with the, the arcane formula, mm. um, which I just thought was kind of interesting because even in this gameplay, it kind of highlights it, you know, creeping from point to point, and then there's a bit of an encounter and yeah. this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um. One thing I, I remember hearing as well on. was people were saying um, that the atmosphere was actually um, like a lot spookier than they thought it was going to be. Top notch. Yeah, yeah. Like they actually, there was literally like this game, like low key is like subgenre, like horror. Like it's, it's actually kind of like, yeah, kind of spooky. Um, so that was quite interesting to me. I definitely wasn't expecting it to go that way. I know we've seen people creep through like dark houses and stuff like that. Um, but I think it'll be quite interesting to have that sort of blend um, of like some jump scares and some pop outs and some pretty like just eerie like storytelling a little bit. Um, yeah, it could be kind of cool just to be like, oh, this guy turned and he murdered his family and kids, and then like this like they're all vampires and stuff like that. And then like maybe you find him like up in the attic because he locks himself away or something like that. Just some like environmental storytelling like that. Um, yeah they can make like quite a sort of creepy eerie sort of story piece together um yeah, and i think the game will be full of that i think the game yeah. will be full of that and that's what kind of scares me about like even though i'm glad the game stands on its own two legs as a single player game because i do worry that some of that will be lost unless you're playing it in a particular way with co-op friends you know this is why i'm like i kind of i don't I kind of just want to play this with you i feel like a two-player might hit the sweet spot i'm a bit worried about going into three-player oh, four player territory Caden. Like, our resident speedrunner <laughs> yeah. would be infuriating. Yeah, but he wouldn't enjoy it either. This, yeah. that's what I mean. But like, it wouldn't be enjoyable to just 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 start through a game like this. You'd be like, yeah, it's an okay shooter. Uh, it's a bit empty, I guess. Do you know what I mean? The loot's okay. You just come away yeah. with a really lukewarm feeling because that isn't what the game is about. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the experience, but it's not the core of it. I feel like there's only yeah. I feel like a couple of our friends would be like that. I feel like we could possibly play this with Jake because I think Jake's likes arcane games. He's he's like dishonored, and I think he played. Pardon me. I think he played Prey as well. Um, I, I don't think he's ever played Dishonored. I think he's played Prey a little bit, and he quite liked it. I don't think he played much of it. I think he would quite enjoy this, but yeah, agree. I, I hard agree that fifty percent of our friend group will not be hooked on this you know they they need i think they need more in your face stimulation action, action. sort of thing. yeah exactly yeah. um so yeah no it'll be interesting to see how that lands lands with them from like our perspective as well but yeah absolutely and i think i like oh, while we're on the topic of kind of atmosphere or where um i came away from a lot from the a lot of the previews like really talked about how how pretty it was and like the direction and some of the some of the like kind of set pieces and i was like yeah i was like yeah because uh, like again it's this kind of like uh, again when you're watching it kind of compressed at 720 or 1080 like especially these sorts of games you can tell they're not hyper detailed and a lot of people have just come away from it it looks like a 360 game 
But again, like when I played Deathloop versus when I saw Deathloop versus when I played Deathloop, I was like, this game's actually pretty, like quite pretty. I was like I quite surprised. I, I like, think Redfall looks looks pretty. Like I, I I think it has its own style and stuff like that. And I think like the party yeah. effects look great on all of the um like kill animations and the enemies and stuff like that. Um, I think it looks really nice. Yeah, like hundred percent. I agree. Like I don't and think like- this is a bad looking game at all. No, I totally agree, and I, I definitely think more than anything, like the direction in some of these shots is really nice. There's like some of them, there's like a you know a forest with like purple smoke and a vampire in the middle of it. You know, other ones, there's like some of these like interiors are like really gothic, and uh, the lighting is like really wobbly. Um, just just things like that where I think it it feels quite organic and quite alive um, in a way that maybe it's hard to convey when you're just seeing snippets of gameplay here and there but a lot of the previews were like this was really pretty and going through the place was was really nice so um, yeah that was really nice to see yeah no definitely yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else because there, there were a couple of like negatives i wanted to speak about um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that was um really obviously a positive that previews were saying um I think I think I feel like most of the B-roll we got because so people weren't able to record their own footage um, if that wasn't obvious already. So the B-roll we're playing in the background right now is what all the you know all the YouTubers and outlets were given to show, yeah. um, and I like in pretty much all of it, people are just playing Divinda, um, and I think there was some like mixed reaction, uh, even in the positive ones to how Divinda played. A lot of people, I think, a lot of people felt he was quite boring, but a lot of people felt he was quite good and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely got the sense that a lot of people said. I mean, they got to pick the players. They they didn't all have to play Devinda. It's just this this stock footage is all him. Um, yes, like some people did play. Uh, you know, I watched a I watched a YouTuber that played um, the Invisible Crow Man, whatever his name is, Jacob. Um, yeah. yeah, and they said he was really cool. All his weapons were like silenced and stuff like that, which was quite cool. And his like ultimate was like you know, the ability to, like, lock on to, like, loads of people and then just, like, auto headshot everything and, like, take take stuff out quietly. Yeah. Um, and then some people got to play um, whatever her name is, the magical lady. Um, uh, Layla. Layla. And they thought she was pretty cool with that extra, like, verticality and stuff like that, although, weirdly, some people didn't think some of those abilities would be useful. Um, yeah, that was weird uh so yeah no it was it was definitely it, it's weird that they yeah they only chose to show this stock footage as well um because i feel like from from what i could gather um people preferred the characters that had some form of like mobility and some form of like traversal that didn't keep you grounded um which someone did say that this guy did have, you know, because you have the the teleporter thing that you can throw, which people said is actually most comparable to the um, uh, Blink in Dishonored, um, which is obviously really useful for these sort of games for like alternate routes and approaching objectives in different ways. Um, Absolutely, it'd be interesting to see if that could be like upgraded to a sense where like if people stand near you when you throw that and teleport, it can like teleport like the whole group or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, because I feel as much as I want to play the Crow Man or um, the <sighs> is this the guy that has the robot as well? No, it's not. That's Remy. Remy, That's is Remy. The robot. as much yeah. as I want to play like those guys, they have no form of mobility 
Um, and I feel like that is a bit of like a that, that, that's a bit of a shame um, for a game yeah. like this. Uh, so, which I think again is what will make co-op better than single player is the fact that you can play these characters that you want to pick, and you can play with people that can still get you up high or can still get you to alternate destinations and stuff like that. I feel like co-op will always take this game to the next level, personally. Yeah, so, agreed. Yeah. yeah. And I like I, um, it's quite funny because with the, the Remy kind of looks like the support character. Um, but there's yeah. even in this B roll they have a, a thing of it as well, and I think it's one of her nodes on her RPG trees, which we we shouldn't forget. You know, these characters have a lot of RPG trees. You know, with um, and I think that's kind of the incentive to go out and do side missions to go in and help friends and stuff like that. You know, so that you can level your character up more. Um, hmm. but one of the trees for Remy was that she could throw her c4 which sticks to stuff by the way her walls and enemies and if she's in the radius of it she can like blow herself back with the concussion mm. and yeah. like even in the gameplay they do it here she throws it to someone and then she gets she smack like blows herself up to the second floor so it's like they get yeah. oh that gives her an, even though it's loud it gives her a nice bit of like ability so hopefully there's more stuff like that um you know i think that the impression i got from the previews that it was a little bit disappointing like having a look at some of the nodes that a lot of it was like kind of changes here and there and nothing massive i mean it's you know it depends because i like i said i the impression i got was that most people played divinda and most people mm. for some reason got got the sense that there was nothing like big there but you know maybe maybe it was hard to get a sense of what would be actually game changing so again we'll have to see i'm just going on what what people said yeah um yeah and then there were some other things as well, Tim. Like we've when we've spoken about Redfall before, I, I remember this all in my mind because we've spoken about this on the podcast a lot of times. But like, for example, some people said, "Oh, we were disappointed with like the lack of customization." But it's since been like Harvey's had a Harvey Smith, the uh, lead designer, has said that you can actually find different costumes out in the world. Yeah. Obviously, there's no store, there's no microtransactions, but you can find that. And that's news to me. I haven't seen that before. And we yeah. also know the other big element of kind of expression with these guns is the stakes. Which mm. are like are their own category of loot, and I think that's like a big part of the, the customization there. Um, but obviously, a lot of some people that were coming away like, oh, I wish these guns had some customization. Did had forgotten that? Yeah, yeah. But it's just to what level will that customize your gun? Like, how many stakes could there possibly be, and what different effects are they going to have? Mm. You know, like they that is quite a shallow layer of customization. You know, it could literally just be sticking cosmetic wooden stake onto your gun yeah um so you can stab things it doesn't really go much deeper than that um but yeah no it, it definitely that is something that i think does still need to be sort of answered a little bit more in terms of like loot i feel is just like exactly can you put like a red dot sight in the gun can you like improve certain aspects of the gun change the look of it maybe or a paint job on it or like um yeah like stakes and stuff like that i think it'll be quite interesting to see just like what you can do with that sort of thing because i know there is like a scrap mechanic in the game and like you can pick up things and um create like lock picks or like make ammo or something like that i, I they did mention something you can do of like scrap like in the world so it'd be interesting to see how did that they? Yeah, feeds okay. into like customization um, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it does seem like there is um, some resources, doesn't there? I think some of the previews mentioned that you could like, if you get got enough resources, you could craft a um, 
like a lockpick stuff like which, that which again people were um, really, they, people got upset about that they were just like it was really someone said that they found it really disappointing that you found a safe in a room and it what you didn't have to look around the room to find the code for the safe and then input the code they literally just clicked on the safe and it was like oh you have 10 scrap you can unlock this you know it it, it wasn't arcane yeah. in that aspect that they were hoping um which i, and, and I, I guess I... is to they don't want it to be too slow and too methodical so they have removed stuff like that i guess um but it does beg the question is like like at this point like are you going to appease arcane fans or are you appeasing more mainstream fans or is this just going to be like a weird in between that doesn't really isn't really excellent in like either either eyes you know because you're taking stuff away that people love for an arcane game to replace it with something that will make it more commonly accepted um so it's just like you you start to think would this be like that weird kind of limbo game you know they are playing with yeah it's quite dangerous when you do that sort of thing definitely yeah like i like i'm totally with you i think um i do get the sense that and i think i think think i've said this before that like because it's co-op and it's built around co-op you know I think there is some immersive simminess that's going to be lost, you know, to what degree that is remains to be seen. You know, as I say, most people have come away from this preview saying, this is still okay. This is still immersive simmy, which is great. That gives me the sense that they, maybe they haven't lost that much because, yeah, like having someone get a code and then go into the menu and how that like affects the game state is um, probably a challenge. So instead, it's just like kind of a, a more of a resource gathering thing. Maybe you can share resources and there's more of a cooperative element there. I do think um, it'd be kind of cool though, just to be like you just like upstairs and me downstairs and you're like, oh, I found a safe and I'm like, oh, I found a piece of paper down here. Try 2834, you know, like something like that. It'd be kind of cool. I, I, I don't doubt that there's still stuff in the game like that. I I, yeah. I get the sense that there is still stuff in the game like that. Um, I'd be really surprised if there wasn't. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I understand that there is that kind of a lockpick system here um for part of that as well so and also i've got um up on my end tim i've got a. I just quickly went to the gameplay deep dive uh from the director developer director i've just paused on the frame you know where they bring up all the stakes Mm -hmm. and the inventory is full of so just like in the screenshot i'm looking at they've got an inventory full of white stakes white like white rarity and when they hover over it there's no stats equipped to it it's just cosmetic um okay however there is also like kind of a bottom bit that shows how many stakes they have in their inventory but there's also a skin part as well so there seems to be there is sort of scope for customization in terms of skins and stakes um i don't think there is like a crafting level um uh stat uh thing and that's what i mean i think it's like what you said i I don't think it's leaning fully into the kind of looter shooter i think it is kind of going for its own blend um which is which is interesting like you said i think you know i think that's fair but i think that's why a lot of people watch this or will try it for 10 minutes and be like this isn't what i expected and uh, and therefore my brain isn't reacting how i thought it would (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um yeah they got a tough job I think with this game arcane um you know i think although it is is it's very positive and that's a fantastic step in the right direction uh we still have only seen a very small portion of the game you know everything comes into into play 
with how long the game is and how diverse the missions will end up being and stuff like that you know that's all still to come and that could be received quite negatively um but this is definitely obviously a great start um but yeah i do think they have their work out for them in the sense of they do have a loyal fan base that loves this type of game and i do think they are gutting a lot not all of it but certain elements of that to to make way for this co-op shooter that they want to sort of mass appeal and to do well on games pass and stuff like that so um yeah it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off but it's 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 difficult i think this is 100 percent their most ambitious project and probably their most difficult one to like balance i think like they probably struggled really hard to like balance everything they want to put into this game and how it plays yeah i'm with you so there was a quote i've got here from uh rock paper shotgun um who you know also one of one of the many people who got to preview the game and i, I got a, a real sense of this is one of the few uh outlets that really grasped what people are going to enjoy about this and it isn't it being an action shooter it isn't it being a looter shooter it's it's kind of this shit this idea of arcane have spoken about this before that like the immersive sim is if you think about a venn diagram that you know the uh, the arcane sort of game is the central circle and then something like dishonored is the overlap with stealth uh, yeah. and prey is the overlap with physics then they would say mm. um and dishonored is the overlap with roguelite uh you know and this is kind of the overlap instead with Far Cry. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's how big is that overlap, you know? Um, and so the Rock, the Rock Paper Shotgun uh, said this. I cannot describe to you how happy I was to see open windows or ledges or makeshift entrances to mask my movements and how refreshing it was in an open world to be in the thick of an arcane playground. They have an uncanny ability to guide your eyes and still make you feel clever in the process. And I think that that's kind of the essence of what I mean. Mm. Um, you know, people trying to run through the front doors, dying over and over again and be like, oh, what are you this shit? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what kind of one banging with my all? <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not really. And, you know, hopefully the game is kind of gentle with those players and kind of trying to ease them into, like, this is how you need to navigate the world. You know, you can, there is expression in how you can take on these different scenarios, a lot of expression, but you need to think about things. Oh, look, there's a, a barrel over there. Like, can I use my elevator to, like, push that up into the air and make a big distraction? Or, like, there's a fuse box. Can I bait some people over there and set that off and upset the vampires? You know, and I think yeah that's the sort of stuff we're going to be looking for that's going to make the game really shine oh yeah 100 percent, and that's what i'm looking forward to most in this game is how you approach all those scenarios and stuff like that um yeah i i I hope that it's i i don't think it will be to the extent of a very meticulously handcrafted dishonored because it is open world and they have had to make sacrifices um but i do hope that yeah they do keep a lot of that and i'm sure they will because it's literally in their dna um but in, in, interestingly enough i did find that someone i was watching a video of someone at work that also reviewed this comment but it was but they actually found that they were quite disappointed with the fact that they did manage to traverse onto the roof or they did manage to go somewhere that they thought would be accessible and they found there was actually no entrance point into the building or they couldn't open up the windows and stuff like that um so like yeah i obviously it's not quite as just see it go to it as probably dishonored was like 20 different ways you can get in and approach this it probably isn't quite to that extent but yeah i hope they do definitely still keep that I, and it sounds like they I have don't know. 
to an extent. I, so. I think I think I heard the same one you were talking about, and I guess um, like even in Dishonored, there were still times where you go like one building wouldn't let you like yeah. you can't get yeah, yeah. through into every building through the ceiling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think so that you know it might maybe it was just the preview that that they played. You know, they all had to of do course. the same mission in this mansion that we see in the B roll. But there's also this kind of interesting dynamic of like because it's an open world, you can actually come at a house from any angle rather than mm-hmm. like uh dishonored ones are like kind of you're valved in from one side you know from north to south and you can go around the outskirts and stuff i suppose but you're generally going through it from one way forward and you find your own route from there and verticality included um but yeah it's quite interesting isn't it that even after all of these impressions that we've watched and all this you know like the last half an hour conversation that we still have quite a lot of questions of like how it's going to come together and i think that's part of the problem isn't it yeah (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's still so much to see. Um, yeah, and exactly how that will be tailored into this this package that they're they're trying to sell to us. This this we promise it's still an arcane game sort of thing. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. But you know, undeniably, it's it's a great first step, and I'm glad it's it's done really well. Um, and it's very positive so far. Um, so yeah no um you know this is we always say every time we see this game more that we're getting more and more excited and this has definitely done that for me um you know this game was always a bit of a shoe in for me anyway but i'm definitely much more excited about this you know to the point where we were even talking we were like you know we'd be pretty surprised if this game you know gets below an 80 at this point or gets below like an eight we're, we're sort of looking at like mid 80s sort of based off this it is my feel for it my vibe going into it um and yeah that's exciting yeah i've definitely moved up like because i before with the amount of uncertainty around the internet like i've always kind of looked at like i looked but i can't you know people's negativity online for sure which was coloring how i felt and um like i i there was like a small part of me like is this going to be a flop but now i'm like i i don't think this is gonna like at worst i think this is lukewarm mm-hmm. you know and i saw um, quite a lot of positivity and- just around like community as well like reading comments on like uploaded videos from like ign's or like a youtuber or something like that <laughs> and i saw a lot of like just comments just like i really wasn't sure about this game but the way you talked about it and your experience with it and from what i'm seeing of this b-roll again the b-roll is yeah it's it's fine it's it's not it's not anything too special but um they're like yeah i've really changed my opinion on this game like it's actually pushed me in a different direction and stuff like that like i saw that a lot i agree i I saw that a lot from the community um so yeah i think this is really sat well this this whole preview um from a from a community and an outlet standpoint definitely yeah i'm with you Two more things I wanted to touch on because I know we're coming sort of up to time for you um, and I need, probably want to move on to the final final bit. Um, well, something somebody mentioned uh, just on the offer, I'm surprised this wasn't on every preview, especially because the game went from having a lot of FUD around being compared to Back for Blood and then it went from having a lot of FUD to being compared to Far Cry <laughs> on the basis of like, not on the merits of Far Cry, on just the, the you know, the... The negatives of Far Cry, which is like I'm sure we can all agree, bloated um, map game full of waypoints, uh, pointless story, uh, inconsequential world, not very dynamic. Yeah, and 
in all of these previews, I've got the sense that it, it ticks every one of those boxes in the right way. You know, right. So the biggest example I can think of that someone mentioned, there's no waypoints. There's a compass up top you can see on the B-roll there, but you open the map and nothing is marked until you discover it. Like, so you'll just see a big church in the distance. You'll be like, I'm going to go there. And then yeah. maybe you speak to someone, you find someone who's been hiding there for like, you know, three months and, and that unlocks a story. And now that's part of the, the map, yeah. which I thought was a really good sign. I was like, oh, this is a, this is a well-designed world. Then I don't have to rely on fucking a golden path. I just get to follow my nose, which is perfect. Yeah, it's not, it's not get really like, uh, yeah, like in those other games, get to a high point, hit a radio scanner and then yes. you've got 50 icons. That's not it. Map. Yeah, yeah. 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 You get like there there are safe houses, I think they call them, where you can if you free them, uh you clear the vampires out. You can get some resources and I think you can fast travel to them and you can get some side quests there, but it's not like, oh, it unlocks six million points of interest in the area now. It's like, no, you still follow yeah. your nose, it's just that's those are rough it's not cluttered. Like yeah. it's like sites of grace, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, that is good to hear, yeah, because it's it's quite fatiguing sometimes in those Far Cry games and these Ubisoft games like Assassin's Creed where there's just it's just too much. Like you're just assaulted with map icons and go here, go here, go here. And um yeah, it feels very handholdy. So no, yeah, it's definitely good yeah. to hear that it's it's not that. Yeah. Discover it for yourself or don't at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the final thing that we probably haven't touched on yet, um, was probably there was one I would say shared criticism across the previews, um, even all the positive ones, and that was the AI. Yes. Uh, of the humans. The AI of the humans. Um kind of bots. Which I think which I think is interesting. Um because you know, I was saying this to Tim. Like in a lot of other, I, I think I feel like they're mostly the same in other ar- arcane games, but the gameplay is maybe a bit slower. So, and the enemies are a bit tougher, so it kind of facilitates that. But here, obviously, you can just mow bods down. Um, and something like Deathloop, you know, I felt there was kind of a lore explanation for it. They were there just like continuously partying, and it kind of you were given this big toolkit of abilities to kind of work with. And, you know, you could get overwhelmed easily, but basically you could walk up to a group and dispatch with them however you wanted. Um, yeah. And that was kind of, it allowed you to be creative and non-limiting in a way where Dishonored, you had a mana bar, essentially, you know, and, yeah. and that made yeah. it grounded and slower. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what are your kind of your thoughts on that criticism about the AI? Uh, Joaquin's here. Hi, Joaquin. Um, yeah, hey, Joaquin. Uh, yeah, no, I I kind of agree. Um the ai looked but um it looks really really bad from um from a human's p- perspective they looked they looked dumb they were wondering um some of them in, in some of the coach you can see like genuinely like weren't even shooting at you there was like moments that have passed and like they moved on to like another enemy after starting shooting someone and the guy just stood there and like never shooted you uh shooted you never shot at you um <laughs> and yeah it didn't look great um a part of me is thinking maybe they they dumped it down for for the whole preview thing so people could just play and and not worry about getting trashed or like you know it, so, sometimes they do that like um because people who come to these events they're not they're not always the best uh gamers um some of them so they do maybe make it really easy or they played it on the easy mode which i hope was the case um 
because Deathloop did struggle with this, and I get that there's this fine line between fun and it being annoying. You know, you want to have fun with the game. You want to, especially like you said in Deathloop, you want to be creative with the way you kill people. You don't want to just be like, I'm going to try something really fun. Oh, that didn't work. And they all just mowed me down. You know, you you want to try it and the consequences, even if it doesn't go that well, aren't exactly dire. It doesn't set you back five minutes, five, ten minutes each time because then you're just going to do the same thing every time because you don't want to, you, you don't want to die. And it, you know, <laughs> they want you to be creative, basically. Um, and yeah, it, it's a fine line. And I do think for a game like this, I don't think it, it's not going to be as creative as as something like Deathloop in the way you dispatch people and the way you you approach the stuff. So I do think they got to they got to pay the AI. But I mean, look, look this beat is co right here. Did you fucking see that? The guy was literally just sprinting at him, doing nothing. That enemy, um, and he just shot <laughs> him in the head twice. There was no reaction to him. He didn't put up his gun. He didn't get shot at. I, I do think with the fact that it's co op. Um, and the fact that it, it's not as wacky and it's not as bonkers as something like Deathloop, I do think you, you've got to you've got to make it a bit more difficult. I think you've got to fine tune that AI and um and and do that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. But from what I saw, yeah, there needs to be improvement there, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting point. Yeah, because I, you know, I always uh, yeah. it would imagine. So this is the give and take, you know, you've, like you said, it's kind of that fine line. Um, you know, imagine someone going into Deathloop and they play it like a, like COD. Uh, they pick their favorite assault rifle and they run from cover to cover and they just headshot everyone. They, the only move they use is the, the connective one, whatever that is. So just turn their single kills into multi kills. Can you imagine how fucking boring that would be? You'd hate yeah. Deathloop. Yeah. You get five hours in and you'd be like, this is the most boring thing I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other side of it is like, if those AI were, if you're someone who's a bit more creative, takes their time and has, has kind of a bit more fun with it. If those AI were like, heard you from a mile off. Always or saw you. They, yeah. turn, they turn their corner and they saw the mine you put down. They go, there's a mine there and they shoot it. And they're like, there's someone around and now they're searching for you. Or they sidestep an ability that you throw out of them and now your whole plan's out the window. That's kind of the the balance that I think Arcane are playing with here. And like, yeah, I think you are right, you know, because that scale back here, the AI becomes a bit more emphasized in um uh in this game because it's it's more action orientated. And that's not to say, you know, I think the vampire AI looks looks good. Like they, mm -hmm. they do a lot, they do like juking, they go invisible, they have their own abilities where they pull you in, they slip into the environment, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but I do agree, you know, some of these clips there's just bod standing still just firing the gun and not hitting and like you said maybe there's a degree of like the players were at were a higher level than they were meant to be you know which kind of mm -hmm. took the pressure off they had better gear maybe uh they were in an easier mode we know there's different levels of difficulty so maybe that's something that will help maybe this mm -hmm. is a bit of an older build you know this was already a month ago maybe this build was two months old as well so you know by the time we get the game there could be four months more work, you know. Overall, I, I, this sort of thing doesn't take away from these sorts of games. I, you know, I can't definitively say that with Redfall yet. No. It doesn't take it away from me. I understand when I'm looking at it objectively on a video, I can say, oh, look at that person who's not doing that thing. Fine. But when I'm going through a house and there's five cultists 
two vampires and a special vampire that's not gonna feel that way you know because of the way that the encounter design is set up um yeah yeah so we'll see it it uh, it, it, it does depend on the scenario but i i don't know man when i was watching these previews like live and stuff like that or like as soon as they came up like i i did i did notice that the humans look fucking dumb like like i i noticed that that, yeah it's true i noticed that pretty quick um i do feel like it is it is a fine line and it will be interesting to see just how everything flows when you play with multiple players and four players and stuff like that um and the difficulty scales as well yeah the difficulty scales but yeah they just yeah, I I need to see more. But from what I've seen, yeah. yes, improvement needs to be had. But at the same time, right? Let's. Sorry, I know this is going on. Don't need to, Tim. Just just tell me if you need me to, to wrap this up. Um, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, like this isn't again. This isn't a loot game. Like they don't want you to be. I guess it depends what we mean by difficulty, right? Like they don't want you to be peppering a. a boy for two clips yeah. before they go down like, yeah. f- from all we've seen none of these enemies are bullet spongy which is great and that's that's what makes this arcane you can pop a boy in one headshot in dishonored you can kill a guy by walking up to him and clicking the stick which by the way that isn't in this game a lot of previews yeah, were like you can't crouch up to someone and, and i was like oh that's a bit i mean i get i understand it but it's something i definitely have to unlearn uh, yeah 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 that was a bit weird you kind of just butt them with your gun there's no like animation yeah there's no like anything yeah no stealth kill. Which I guess kind of maybe maybe Jacob has that as a perk in his tree, but I guess it makes sense for everyone else because you're not like, you know, stealthy military boys in the same way like Colt was or Corvo was. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's kind of the thing. Um Yeah. Yeah. Lost my train lost my train of thought a bit, but Yeah, no, I I I I know exactly what you mean. Um yeah, it's like I said, and I've said it a few times now, it is a fine line. Um, you, you don't want it to be annoying. You don't want it to hamper your gameplay. You don't want to constantly be discovered. You don't want to constantly be um, gunned down or like ducking in cover to recover your health or something like that. And, you know, you don't want to be unloading clips into people. Like, I totally get that. Um, but just, yeah, just general improvements just on how they act like when you're actually in a gunfight maybe like i i don't mind the fact that they've got like a bit of tunnel vision so you can sneak around the media like that sort of stuff actually feeds quite well into gameplay most of the time you know Mm -hmm. like when we played like the sniper elite game and stuff like that i remember there was nothing more annoying than than the fact that you could be discovered so fucking easily um yeah but just like when you're actively in combat i'd like them to be a bit more proactive with the way they maybe like find cover or like they actually shoot at you they're not just standing in a fucking open field missing bullets on you um (laughs) but yeah we need to see more of it for all we know this could have been on beginner Mm -hmm. gameplay in an older field so i'm not going to absolutely slag the game off for it but i uh, yeah it, it just that that does go a long way i think a little bit um, and I, so. I think they said that they were in the tutorial zone essentially as well uh for for this preview you know in terms of like the layout of the world that this was essentially the tutorial part of the yeah. of the world so mm. again might be that won't really know um 
but you know we'll have to see overall you know really happy with the way all the previews have shaken out feel a lot better and i'm whereas before i wasn't sure now i'm like this is i think this is gonna be like high 70s or low 80s I, you know i obviously hope it crosses the 80s barrier because i like prey is currently sitting on 81 on open critic and everybody you know that's a, that's an online you know darling game you know for most people mm-hmm. so I think it, I th- I'm hoping it will get there at the very least. That that would be really nice, and it will bode really well for the rest of the year for Xbox too. Um, yeah, definitely. So GGS. Uh, very, I think I think they said a couple of outlets said as well that they're gonna gonna be given a a code for co-op gameplay at some point in the next month. So oh, that's exciting. See some yeah. Stuff there. yeah, yeah, that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. The other part of obviously with all the things happened with Redfall was that with IGN of France of all people, uh, Harvey Smith again, the director was um, uh, interviewed, <laughs> and he said, and this is the translation by the way, so you know you have, you have to forgive any translational error. Uh, we were acquired by Microsoft, and it was a change with a capital C. They came in and said, no PS5. We're focusing on Xbox, PC, and the Game Pass. <gasps> oh my God! Can you believe this shit? Can you believe that the new IP made by an Xbox first party is exclusive to Xbox? I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. I guess it's not so much the exclusivity that makes people the upset. Like everyone knew that. It was the it was the fact that there was a PlayStation version uh, and then it was canned. But yeah, I mean it's it's nothing to be salty about. It's you know, it's Well, <clears throat> It's interesting because we don't really know, like, I mean, that was quote for quote. How far it was a change with the capital C. Yeah, like, we don't know if it was, like, what was being developed for. Like, we don't really know. Does that make a difference to the argument? I don't know. I'm just pointing out kind of what, what the words were. But they, there is kind of this idea, isn't it, that if there was a change, it was cancelled. <laughs> it was yeah. thrown in the bin. Yeah. PS5.jpg deleted. But there's no, it's nothing, I don't know, there's nothing bad about that like i i don't get why people are, are hopping hopping on um on xbox's back about that it's just like i don't know man like bought studio and it's a great game and we want it to be an exclusive you know that shit happens all the time like it shouldn't be gaslit so much like yeah i don't know yeah it's this whole thing isn't it, that we keep speaking about of like oh but there was a napkin there was a napkin that had the word vampires on it and we found that in harvey smith's bin and there was a little PS5 in the bottom. That means, you know what that means? That it was cancelled. Yeah. A full version was cancelled. It was ready to go. <laughs> Just release it, would you? Uh, and of course, you know, a lot of the outlets... Like this... The thing is, the worst thing is... And we, we didn't cover this before, but just... The worst thing is this and the story about them working on an offline mode. I think you probably saw that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Those two stories got more traction than yeah. the positive impressions. That was everywhere. Yeah. I actually yeah. saw more articles like straight off the bat about the fact that Redfall were going to remove their online only component potentially in the future. How fucking more irritating than just how is that? positive it was. Um, which obviously is a positive bit of news, regardless. But like, why that's the, the, the forefront of all this is, is insane to me. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's no sense to me. No. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. And it's like, instead of <laughs> critically acclaimed dev who is never trusted with their games receives overwhelmingly positive impressions, it's 
they finally fixed their fucking mistake. They've seen the error of their ways, and they've allowed people in submarines to play Redfall. Thank God. Yeah. I thought none of you wanted to play Redfall. I thought you all said it looked shit. So what's the deal here? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then when all the everyone who hated Redfall and thought it looked shit anyway, they're all up in arms now. They figured out there's a, there was a potentially cancelled PS5 version as well. <laughs> I would have loved to play this on my PS5. Unreal. So toxic. Yeah. From uh, from Philly's fans, <laughs> crazy man, mm. the shit crazy, it's and as well, you know, of course, crazy. a lot a lot of the outlets really conveniently missed out the second part of the quote, um, or the headlines were anyway. Uh, it's quote, it's not very serious. It's even a good decision, I think. It helps to support Game Pass and have one less platform to worry about one less complexity look yeah. devs do not give a shit about your petty console war yes okay we run an xbox podcast we're mostly joking about the shit we say most of the time yeah. M- most of the time like 95 percent of the time <laughs> uh, the five percent is ambiguous and remains up to you to interpret when that is yeah. and, and it's also like a, a legal disclaimer in case any you know slack comes our way mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like an alibi uh, but like they don't care they just want it it's easier for them to just support for one platform and really optimize it we've said this yeah. before this is this is one of the benefits of exclusivity i understand that you know i understand that from like a a, a gamer perspective if one platform is being developed for it can really get loads of juice squeezed out of it yeah. uh you know something like for forza horizon something like uh <laughs> flight sim something like horizon forbidden west uh are all examples that even god of war you know, all fantastic looking games yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you can fine tune something a lot better and spend more time, um, yeah, ironing out all the kinks if you're just doing it for one platform. You know, you don't need to split up the team, have PlayStation team and Xbox team. You know, you can just smash it all out. You know, pretty fine that most of the time it leads to a, an overall better product. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, I think we're just about ready to move on from Redfall, Tim. Are you uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we move on to a final uh, bit for the day? No, I think I think that's it. I think that's it from me. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, there, I think I've said this to you before, but for some reason, all of our Redfall videos perform really well. They pop off. Yeah, you share this with and tell Yeah. Maybe sharing. This. Share the video. I haven't said that. Before. You like the video? Share the video. Yeah. Give the video a back rub. Bring him in a cup of joe, a cup of coffee. Buy him a pi- buy a video. Buy a pizza. Buy a video. We need to we need to wrap up. Yeah, we do. Um, okay, yeah. Final story then. Uh, like I said, nice lean episode today. Uh, Minecraft Legends, Tim. It seems like content creators in the press are getting flown out to play Minecraft Legends. Uh, and this this wouldn't be. We don't have that much to say about it in and of itself. But I think this is now the second game that this. I don't know if this is just a post-COVID thing and I was ignorant to it before, or if this is like, is this Xbox's new strategy of building up the marketing cycle of just flying people out, get them to hands-on with the game and let them write whatever they want when they get back and let that float in the public for a bit. Mm. Uh, what, what kind of what kind of one it will be, whether or not it will be... Um... Yeah, like they're allowed to say whatever they want or if they have to kind of stick to stick to a yeah. lot of stuff yeah yeah it'll be interesting yeah um to to see but I, i'm interested to find out more about this game i know nothing really about this game um aside from it's kind of like a cutesy sort of dumbed out rts i think like i don't think it's going to be like a full scale sort of one like an easily approachable sort of 
step into that genre um so yeah i'm excited to see more of it man um and uh yeah hopefully hopefully it's quite positive yeah it was in in essence it kind of looked like a kiddie version of age of empires and i mean that in the best way yeah. possible yeah like, it's kind of like there's an action element because you ride around and you send mobs in and you build fun yeah. things in your your empires, you know, and it's just like co-op. There's like a team deathmatch kind of mode to it, you know, first team to like smack down the other's defenses, which is cool. I think that'd be really fun. It's yeah. cool, and it's kind it's of like novel. Minecraft Dungeons. It's like a kiddie dumbed-down version of a Diablo game, you know. Like nothing wrong with that, you know. It's just you appeal to a slightly more casual audience or someone who's never really approached that genre. Um, before you know where most of the time they're not so shallow that there's nothing to do but they're just not as deep as the other ones you know there's but they have some pretty cool unique mechanics and it's cute it's fun to play yeah and most importantly it'll probably be great to play on cloud and stuff like that with it being mm-hmm. more casual in that sense so yeah hell yeah yeah i'm excited to hear more about this too um hopefully we get impressions if you know if, we're, if the time scale for redfall between playing and uh impressions went live i think about three weeks two three weeks mm. so and i think the game launches at like mid april end of april wasn't it yes uh, yeah yeah it's like i think it's like the 24th of april i think um if i'm right 18th. damn it yeah i like only one week off it's not good enough you gave you gave it your best it's not good this what counts <laughs> um so yeah hopefully we hear about that soon and then uh, a couple of weeks will go by and then there'll be reviews so um yeah hopefully you know fingers crossed i mean because really that's only it's my it's minecraft legends and there's two weeks and then it's redfall uh, basically you know that's so hopefully you know they both do quite well um and we'll go from there you know it'll set the tone for the showcase in june mm-hmm. uh and you know the acquisition will go through that'll be even more momentum so yeah that's that's it we're done here um wow. I, I, I feel like a, a a real weight has been lifted off my shoulders, not just because of, of Redfall, but the ABK acquisition. You know, I feel like it's been a good man. week. Been a good yeah, week. Yeah, it's been it's been a great week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, we're going to start jingling, uh, and we're going to yeah, serenade yeah. you. Tim's going to serenade you with his cover of Fireworks by Katy Perry. He's <laughs> <laughs> baby on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> no uh that's it that's all you get and to be honest that was pretty brave of me to even give you that so you better thumbs up i video. loved it um, we might have to get more than that i might have no. to do this more often is that how easily you crumble under Tell pressure what, we'll make like a we'll make like a patreon and if people if people pay money then i will send you like a private video of me doing cave but yeah, no, yeah, we are really jingling. So yeah, um, no, it's great right, to see you guys, shout- Timmer, Joaquin. Uh, yeah, yeah, legends. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to the chat. Hopefully, your neighbours um, have fixed their shit, Timmer. We were talking in DMs. But that's not a weird. I'm not like spying on him. I'm not being weird. <laughs> Spoken DMs. Um, and Joaquin says he's mentioned us to other podcasts. Legend as always, Joaquin. I hope you have a great Sunday, and we'll mm-hmm. catch you next week yeah have a good week guys 